Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. They are still in a weather delay down or over or up, depending on where you are in uh, in town at East Lake. In the final round, final round uh, began uh, eleven o'clock this morning, but uh, they are in this long rain delay. And the leaders, Victor Hovland, who's been well ahead, have only played one hole, so they got a long way to go here. And uh, Hovland maintains a six-stroke lead. Uh, after uh, he birdied the uh, opening hole, and so does Xander Shoffley. So uh, we'll see how this all kind of plays out here uh, with uh, Victor Hovland uh, well in command with 17 holes to go of getting $18 million in uh, first prize at the uh, Tour Championship. $18 million uh, for four days of golf. That's not a bad – well, I mean, it's all season, I get it, and the playoffs and whatnot. But, yeah, for four days playing golf, you're going to get $18 million. It's not a bad deal. Uh, 404-726-0929, we're playing what is called The Floor is Yours where you answer a very simple, easy question. So does Garrett. I ask you the question. I ask Garrett the question. I'll answer the question. And then I give you the floor. If you've ever wanted to be a talk show host, here's your opportunity in in this way that you can talk about, oh, I've always wanted to go on and talk about this. And again, the only thing I tell you you can't talk about, well, all right, I'm going to put some parameters on it. No politics, okay? All right, just uh, no. Don't tell any stupid jokes. And don't talk about another show, Okay. If you want to talk about another show, call their show. Tweet them. Okay? You go talk to them. If you got a problem with me, come on my show and tell me you got a problem with me. That's fine. I have no problem. If you want to call, yeah, John, you suck. I don't want to ever hear you again. You know, why getting, you know, that's fine. I mean, it's okay. I mean, I'll deal with it. You know, I'm a big boy. been doing this a really long time. You know, you can't tell me nothing. I mean, you can't. So, um, but if you've got a problem or you like another show or you, you know, you just call their show and tell them you like it or call the show and tell them you hate it, I, wh- whatever. I mean, but don't call my show and tell them that. I mean, I'm not going to have you do that. But if you want to talk about movies, you want to talk about sports, you want to talk about the Hawks, you want to talk about, I'd love to have somebody call me up and talk to about, wants to talk about Atlanta United because I made the point at the beginning of the show that what I saw last night, that team that Miles Robinson, Tiago Almada, Yorgos Yakimakis, uh, Brad Guzan, now you add in Saba, you add in Silva, you add in these new guys. They played fast. They played dangerous. They beat the dog. And Nashville played its stars last night because Nashville's in the thick of this too. I mean, they had their star. They had two all-star, MLS all-stars out there last night. They're playing, they're, you know, they're playing, you know, uh, they're, they're big guns. And Atlanta United ran them off the field. I mean, it was four to nothing. It could have been eight. 
You know, Joe Willis, their their keeper, stood on his head a couple of times to to keep Yorgos out of the out of the score sheet. I mean, yeah, it was it was as dominant a performance as I've seen from Atlanta United. It reminded me a lot, in a way, of Joseph and Miggy and that team. That's what they they look like. They were playing fast. These new guys can play. What a debut for Saba, too. I mean, the back heel, <laughs> wow. So it makes you think, hey, listen, if this team is – if this is going to be the way it is, now they have a really tough schedule the last eight games. They've got to play FC Cincinnati, the number one team in the East on Wednesday, and then they got to play them again in the final eight games, home and home. they got to play Philadelphia Union. They have to play Messi in a couple of weeks. And so it's going to be a tough schedule down the stretch, but, you know, I think they're going to make the playoffs. question is how high. Can they make a run at the number two spot? Yeah, they can if they if they play really well. Now they're going to have to probably win five of those eight games. They're going to need a lot of three-pointers. But suddenly it looks like they've turned the table. All right, so we got a lot to talk about here, and you just answer a simple question. And, and I'll give you an example of that. One I'm going to bounce off of. Uh, this is probably the most complex question you would get on a floor is yours. Garrett Chapman, you've ever heard of the Burning Man? Sure. The Burning Man begins today, and I want to know if you'd ever go to the Burning Man Festival. Uh, what's the genre of music again? Okay, here we go. It's in the Black Rock Desert of northern Nevada. It runs about 10 days, uh, about 80,000 people a day. Uh, it's a festival that serves as, this is what it says, festival serves as a haven for art, music, expression, and creativity, and an opportunity to widen their thoughts and perceptions, okay? Uh, a haven of arts, music, expression, creativity, and an opportunity to widen their thoughts and perceptions, but it also says illegal drugs, uh, drugs are prohibited. Yeah, right. Sure. Um, <laughs> they're offering hot air balloon uh, rides this year with a live show from DJ Diplo, but mostly the lineup is construed of electronic EDM bands. Uh, no, probably not. I mean, I don't ever see myself going to something like that. I mean, it's, I mean, if I got a ticket, I'd go. I'm sure it'd be fun. I, don't know. I would go on Burning Man Day, which is next week. I, you know, the night of Burning Man, because they built these, you don't know what it is. They built these gigantic, and I don't know how tall, 80 feet, 90 feet, huge, gigantic wooden Burning Man out of wood. And then they light it on fire, fire, fire. And they watch it burn for hours. <laughs> hey, man, a fire would be pretty cool. I would go on Burning Man night just to have the picture, just to have the selfie, you know. Hey, and that's it, you know. Oh, okay, it's on fire. I can leave now. <laughs> that's how tough the questions are. 404-726-0929. Greg is on with us. And then once you're done answering the question, I give you the floor to talk about what you want to talk about. Hawks, United, college football. We got college football fans out there. You got a Notre Dame fan. What do you think of Sam Hartman? Uh, certainly the Falcons and the Braves and everything else uh, under the sun here. And if you want to talk about movies, you can break that down on TV shows too. I'm, I'm all good. The floor is yours. Greg joins us. Hey, Greg, how you doing? Oh, I'm splendid. How are you today? I'm doing fine. Hey, Greg, are you ready for your question? Oh, yeah. Throw me one. All right. Uh, Garrett, here's the question, Greg and Garrett. Will Levis made headlines this week with Duke's mayonnaise by saying that he puts mayonnaise in his coffee. Greg, you would try mayonnaise in your coffee or there's no way in hell I'm trying mayo in my coffee? Yeah, that's not happening. Um, let me start off with saying, in life, I am a professional chef. 
Um, and it took me 10 years in the industry of making mayonnaise to learn to actually have a tablespoon of it. So, yeah, I mean, it's like the, Duke's <laughs> ma- the mayonnaise bowl where you see these people throw mayonnaise on their head and various other parts of their body. It really grosses me out. Uh, well, anyway, uh, Garrett, uh, mayonnaise in your coffee, you would try it or the no, I, there's no way now. No, that's it. ridiculous. I'm, I'm not putting that in my coffee. I mean, I understand where he's yeah, coming from. It's just fat. Like, it's just cream. Like, I, I get that right. side of it, but no. And there's the egg in it. Are it's you egg. kidding me? It's, it's, it's yeah. just a, yeah. it's gross. No. Will you well, boil well, an egg in your coffee? No. I'll no, take my I mean, egg separate. Well, it's, it's, it's gross for coffee, but I got to say, Greg, I am a big mayonnaise fan. I mean, BLTs with a lot of mayonnaise. Oh, yeah, I'm there. Oh, okay, I can do that. You know, like a tomato and onion sandwich with a little mayonnaise on it. That's great. BLTs. I'm good with that. But these people who will pour slobbering amounts of mayonnaise over everything, it only covers up a flavor and makes it a little greasy for me, in my opinion. Yeah. Whatever that is. Okay. All right. So, uh, Greg, uh, this is what I talk about. I have no idea what Greg is going to talk about, but the floor is his. Greg, the floor is yours. Okay. Well, let's start off with this. I am born and raised in Athens, Georgia. Uh, I went to the university, therefore, within two, so I was, I'm was i a big Georgia fan, but I'm not one of those obnoxious college football homers. I uh, really appreciate what has happened the last couple of years with Georgia, and this year, I mean, looking at the schedule and all that, you like to think that they will have a, a chance to go far in the college playoff situation, but you never know. You talked about any given Sunday with the professionals, but it's sort of the same way with college football. You never know where the ifs and outs of things will go. So uh, I am cautiously optimistic, and once again, say that cautiously, that um, Georgia will move forward in that, and uh, we'll start, right? Uh, Saturday, right, was, was where the ball starts counting. Correct. Yeah, Saturday at home against UT Martin. Correct. Yes. Yeah, but Georgia, that's a Greg, Georgia game right Georgia, there. Georgia's, yeah, yeah. George is going to go twelve and zero. I mean, uh, you know, the, the, their resume for the college football playoff will be, uh, you know, the, uh, the a win against Ole Miss, uh, and then you kind of, if you're Georgia, you kind of want to root for Florida against Utah coming up uh, this Thursday night because that that makes that win look better. You want well, to root correct. for Tennessee to have a good season. You know, you, yeah, you want to root for Kentucky to have a good year now with the, the Devin Leary at quarterback. You want you want the teams that you're going to play to play well. Uh, you know, there are a couple of potential landmines on the schedule. By the time you get to Auburn, Hugh Freeze may have that team, and it's always a difficult place to play. We oh. know everybody makes a lot about the, the kick six, but they, they forget about the, the pass, the double-tip pass, right? I mean, oh, my God. Uh, so, yeah. but, you know, their resume for the playoff is going to be fine because they're going to have to win the SEC East. They're going to have to beat Alabama or LSU in the championship game again. That alone is going right. to be a qualifier for them to be, you know, right in the thick of the, of the playoff again. Yeah, correct. And then Michigan or Ohio State or something like that as you, you move forward. And you never know how the ifs and doodles go with Tennessee, South Carolina, Auburn, and Florida. Those are like four games that you never know how that will go until it's done. Georgia should win those games, but, you know, life happens. Yep, life does happen. And there's 17 wins in a row, 33 of their last 34. 
And I appreciate it, Greg. And, and I stress to you again, thank you, Greg, 404-726-0929. I stress to you again as Georgia fans that this is a, an unusual year for Georgia. Look, I think their defense is going to be lights out great, okay? And, and there was a lot made about, you know, Branson Robinson getting injured. I'm not overly concerned about it. I think they're you know, five, six, seven deep at running back. You know, look, Kenneth Whitehead, Cash Jones that are down the roster, those guys that start for most or a lot of SEC teams, they're going to be fine. Uh, the offensive line opens holes, guys will run through them. Uh, so they'll be fine. The, 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 the issue for me for Georgia is how do they handle being on top of the mountain by themselves? Because I've made this point before, but it bears repeating. This is the first time I, I started – the first college football game I ever watched on television was the – and I'm going to sound a little bit old here, so bear with me. The 1969 Sun Bowl between Georgia and Nebraska. Okay, and Nebraska killed Georgia in the game because that was – Nebraska went on to win back-to-back national titles right thereafter in the next two years. Nebraska was peaking, and Georgia wasn't up to that level uh, at that time. Uh, Anyway, uh, so I've been watching college football since 1969. Uh, And in that time, from 1969 to now, Georgia has never been alone at the top of the mountain. This is the first time they've ever started the season alone at the top of the mountain. Yes, they won a national title down in the Sugar Bowl with Herschel Walker. If you go back and watch that game, Notre Dame was pretty much a better team and dominated the game, but Georgia won it. And then two years ago, of course, they won the Natty in beating Alabama. But, you know, they they had lost to Alabama. That was their last loss. And Alabama had, what, six titles under Saban or something like that? So Alabama was probably still even with them, even though Georgia had won the national title. And last year, Alabama slipped a little. They lost a couple of games albeit tough, but they didn't even make the playoffs. So they're probably about six inches lower than Georgia right now, which has got back-to-back national titles, which leaves Georgia alone at the top of that mountain for the first time ever since I've been following college football now for 54 years. So this is going to be the, the biggest thing for Georgia is no team in modern football has won three straight. Can they win three straight? And then next year, keep in mind, next year it becomes infinitely harder to win three straight because – 12-team playoffs. Say what you like about the best teams being the best teams. Whenever you start to put that many more teams into a playoff, funny things can happen. Ask Michigan about TCU last year. If it were not a national title, if there were no national, if there were no 14 playoff, the national title game last year would have been Georgia and Michigan. But Michigan didn't make it because of TCU. I know. The floor is yours. I have one, two, three, four more questions that you can ask, and then you can talk about whatever you want. We'll do that as we continue next on Sports Radio 90 Time, the game in the Odyssey. You think this weekend is nutty with the uh, Tour Championship and the start of college football? Braves, United, wait till next weekend. That five-day college football extravaganza, Braves and Dodgers. Man, a mercy. But this week is going to be really fun because we're going to have big news coming all week while you need to be right here on Sports Radio 90 Time of the Game. On Tuesday is the day that the cuts have to be made. Everybody's got to get down to 53 men. And not only in who the Falcons will, you know, get rid of and cut down to, but also who they might pick up, because I think they're going to pick up two to three players that have been cut by other teams, uh, especially uh, another veteran swing guy maybe on the offensive line, maybe another linebacker, possibly a guy, possibly a 
a wide receiver, possibly. Depends on who's available and how they feel about their, their team as it sits. And then that's Tuesday. Then, of course, you have the, the Braves going to the Dodgers by Thursday, uh, by Friday, by the end of the week. Then they got a four-game set there. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, five straight days of college football extravaganza next week. Uh, and so it's going to be yeah, Florida and Utah Thursday night. You got my, my team starting its year, uh, underdogs on the road to Minnesota, Nebraska, Minnesota, Matt Rolls' first game. And then, of course, so you got Georgia State at home against Rhode Island on Thursday. You got Georgia Tech and Louisville on Friday. Georgia plays on Saturday. We got Florida State LSU coming up. We have Clemson and Duke. And that might be a really kind of an interesting game, too. So, all this college football, this big, and you got Labor Day on top of it, all the Labor Day stuff that's going on. 404 726 The floor is yours. You answer one simple question, talk about whatever you want to. Oh, by the way, excuse me, let me stop. Tuesday Falcons, because I'm remiss here. Wednesday, Atlanta United and FC Cincinnati, number one team in the East at Mercedes-Benz. Thursday, college football, and of course, uh, and Friday, high school football, and of course, the Braves throughout all of it. So it's going to be a loaded, busy week uh, headed to Labor Day weekend. Latif is uh, next on the show. Hey, Latif, welcome to the show. Hey, Mr. Freaky, how you doing? I'm doing good, Latif. You ready for your question? Yeah, I can. Can you hear me? All right, here's your question for you and Garrett, okay? Taste of Home is a big uh, eatery website, okay? And Taste of Home says they've done their their rankings of the best national chain pizza. And ahead of Jet, ahead of The Hut, ahead of Caesars, ahead of Papa's, uh, the number one, according to Taste of Home, says that the best national chain pizza is Domino's. Agree or disagree? Huh? Uh, have to disagree. <clears throat> what do you think? What do you Chicago. think the best? Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah, I was born and raised in Chicago. I feel like I know pizza. Uh, Giordano's pizza is the best pizza that I've ever tasted. Yeah, but that's not a national chain. <laughs> in defense. Okay, so national. You're chain. talking about. Yeah. Okay. Uh, can't beat Little Caesars for $5 or $8 now. <laughs> there you go. Cheese and bread. Pizza, pizza. Right. Uh, I, like, I like Little Caesars. Yeah, yeah, right. No, I'm with you. I mean, uh, pizza, pizza. Uh, so, um, you know, like Mellow Mushroom to me is better than any of these, but Mellow Mushroom not a national chain. Um, <laughs> hey, uh, right, right, so right. Garrett, uh, the Taste of Home says ahead of uh, Jet, Jet's Pizza, ahead of the Hut, ahead of Caesars, uh, ahead of Papa's is uh, Domino's. Uh, you think... Mellow Mushrooms on a national chain? Is it not? I don't think it's a national chain, no. Really? There's no Mellow Mushrooms in Omaha. There's no Mellow Mushrooms in San Diego. Uh, I don't know. But, I mean, I mean, as far as no, the... I don't think they're a national as chain. As far as the top trash pizzas go, like if you're talking about like your drunk order at 2 o'clock in the morning, Domino's, yeah, that's fine. It's okay. <laughs> I, With that I in mind... weigh in on this... With that in mind, I don't okay. know. I mean, if, I, if, if it's if that was my that or Hungry Howie's, is that is that a national chain? Does that count? Well, that's not really. They're a sub place, aren't they? No, Hungry Howie's is a. That's a. They have the. I just remember eating that in college. We had the Hungry Howie's down okay. in the states. A- anyway, I think that, I thought Hungry Howie's was like a sub place ah, or something. Or something. Anyway, uh, I, I don't know. I've never been to Hungry Howie's, and I haven't had a Domino's probably since 1978. So there you go. Not that I would be opposed to it. Maybe I ought to try it. They've got new owners. Maybe it tastes better. Um, so Latif, the floor is yours. What you got? All right, so I'm, I'm thinking Falcons right now. Uh, this 
it was like 2016, where I, where I took a drive to Houston and came back crying. But it just feels like 2016. So I have like just just three comments, quick comments about the Falcons. The, the first comment is that you know I I listened to all the Arthur Smith interviews. Uh, I really appreciate where he's coming from as somebody that doesn't necessarily have to do this type of job, but and he's a very down to earth. A little different than Dan Quinn, but he's definitely a down-to-earth type of coach. I'm wondering, though, because he's a smart guy. I'm wondering if he thinks he's too smart because teams played their their starters last game. It feels like his first season when he didn't play anybody during the preseason and we came out real flat. I I did enjoy the 17 play first drive and it, it, everything looked like we were going to move the chains but I don't I don't know I, I I don't I hope he's not feeling like he's the smartest person in the room on that decision All right what else you got the Second comment is the second one is what are really, what are we going to do in these next 10 days I mean I, you know how is the NFL going or the Falcons in particular going to keep us I know we got the cuts Tuesday but it's a nice gap between cuz I'm ready to see us play which leads me to my third comment is that I'm really looking at tickets to Vegas. I'm really, you know, I, I really think this team could really surprise the whole entire NFL. And and if we just get six yards at a, a play, we, we we should be able to get get to the get to the Super Bowl in my opinion. So th- those are my three comments, and I I really appreciate the format that you got, Mr. Bricky, and uh, thank you very much for listening. Thank you, Latif. Well, I mean, he's not the first person who's used the, the, the SB word. I'm not, look, I, I, I'm not there yet. Um, I, let's let's win the division. Uh, let's make the playoffs. And then I think if we really see the development at, at certain positions here, like most notably quarterback, uh, I think that the Falcons are putting themselves in a position where, you know, they, they have a lot of really good young players in key spots that, Maybe, you know, next year we're sitting around this time next year talking about potentially making a series run at the Super Bowl. So one guy says to me, Mel Mushroom's definitely national, kind of looking at it uh, on the map. All right, I mean, it's more of uh, than, than just a regional chain, but, I mean, it's not on the level of and, – and, and so they go out to Arizona. There's a couple, I guess, but it's not – I mean, I don't think when they say national chains, they didn't include Mel Mushroom, I guess. You know, I don't know how many Mel Mushroom chains are our total. Um, they're in a number of states. But they aren't quite like, I mean, as omnipresent, I guess, as, uh, as the other ones. 404-726-0929. And by the way, I happen to love, that's why I said, I think if, if they considered it a national chain, I would pick Mellow Mushroom over the rest of these. 404-726-0929, because I like Mellow Mushroom. I, we used to go in college at whatever, whatever, what do they call it now on Memorial Drive? Georgia State Clarkston? Is that what it's called? It was Georgia Perimeter, and then before that, it was DeKalb College. It was DeKalb Central, because it was DeKalb Central and DeKalb South down in Panthersville, and we had this big rivalry. This is late 70s. And I went to DeKalb Central, and so we hated DeKalb South. And um, there was a Mellow Mushroom uh, in the Emory area, like not far from everybody's pizza, which is great. And we used to argue about everybody's versus Mellow Mushroom. And I liked everybody's, but Mellow Mushroom, was my that was my, that was my thing, you know, so we <laughs> He would write down there, scream down North Decatur to try to get to Emory every day during lunch to get Mellow Mushroom and bring it back to, and sit outside in the quad and eat it. 404-726-0929. Let's go to AD. He's on with John. Uh, AD, welcome to the show. What's going on, John? How you doing this evening? I'm doing good. Hey, uh, here's your question for you and Garrett. 
BJ's come out with that. Bijan's come out with that mustard, right? Bijan Mustardson, right? I went now. AD, I went to the Kroger. I went to the Publix. I went to this is Thursday. I went to the Whole Check. I went. I couldn't find. I wanted to buy a bottle of BJ Mustardson, but I couldn't find one. So I don't know when they're going to get speaking. You know, getting it out there. Um, I, I, if you get a chance to buy some, would you try BJ Mustardson? Bijan Mustardson. Uh, he gotta give me a touchdown first. As he get his touchdown, then I I, I get his mustard. <laughs> That's fair <laughs> enough. I love that answer, Garrett. Would you try uh, Bijan's mustardson? I think AD said it perfectly. If he scores a touchdown, I'll I'll, I'll go buy it right now. Like if he if he scores okay, a touchdown gotcha. week one, I will go I will go to Publix on my way to Falcons flyover and I will pick up some. I don't know. I couldn't find it at the Publix. I couldn't find it at the whole check. I think you're gonna have to just do the Amazon thing. I, I guess. I don't know. I mean, you'll have to roll it out. All right, AD, the floor is yours. All right, Joe. I'm gonna go completely off the rails here. I wanna talk about the Hawks, John. Right now, as it stands today, who is the Hawks starting five right now? Well, you got uh the question is who's the who, who replaces John Collins? I mean, the other four are still the same. Um, that's, that's my second and point. I, I want to get to. That's my second point. Yeah, my answer to you is, I I don't know. I don't know what Coach Quinn wants to do uh, in terms of that. Is it, by the way, there's no trade deadline in the NBA. Is it, are they still looking to make it a move here? Uh, are they are they going to go, you know, small and go to a three point shooting team, which is what he wants to be? Would you actually consider starting Bogey? Uh, and going small, or do you go to bigger and start AJ, or is Jalen Johnson ready to make that that leap up? I honestly, and until we get to it, AD, my answer is we don't know. I I want to say Jalen Johnson, John Collins, John Collins averaged thirteen points and six rebounds. I'm pretty sure Jalen Johnson can average more than that, so I think he should be the number four with him, Hunter. Capella, uh, Trey, and uh, and DeJounte Murray. Appreciate it, John. Appreciate it, AD. And, and maybe that's the way they're going to go. And maybe that's how they view it here. You know, that, hey, listen, uh, because there is an answer for this, all right? And the answer is something that they can't say. They, 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 they would like to, but they can't. And the answer is, okay, wait a second. We just got rid of John Collins and we did nothing else in this offseason. I mean, some bench moves. But I mean, what's the what's the point here? You know, why didn't you make a big move? The answer is because it isn't about this year. Okay, the answer is is because it's after this year. They're going to have to try and make this work through another year because coming next year, okay, coming next year, there's going to be an opportunity for them to make that big move. And you just got to kind of they they get the guys together and go, all right, Trey and DJ. Make this work this year, okay? Just we're going to do our best, make this work. You know, they won't say that publicly. You know, try and be above 500, do our best, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And the next year is when we get all the help. Uh, because there's somebody that they wanted to bring in that they aren't able to right now. That's all I can think. Because there would be no other point in signing DeJounte to a long-term deal to pair him with Trey for a long-term, if you're not going to make that other move that takes you to the top. Right? Right? Right, 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 right. Vincent joins us. Hey, Vincent, welcome to the show. Hey, how you doing? How you doing, Mr. John? I'm, do- I'm doing so good. I got a question. Uh, so, I Vincent. Question oh, okay. Go all right. I'll let you have the question. Go ahead. Would you Would you rather for us? I, I actually got two. Okay. Would you rather for us to get Giannis Antetokounmpo 
or us get Shohei Otani. And if a if a championship is coming to this state from our one of our teams, which one would you want it to be? Well, it's got to be honest because Shohei may have cost himself a boatload of money because he's injured, and nobody knows how severe the injury is. And you're not about to put I, – I, at at Vincent, honestly, right now, if Shohei was going to get some kind of ridiculous $500 million contract at the end of the year, I don't know that he will. He may have to take a one-year with the Angels to prove that he – because it's a bad injury. And now mm. people are going to be really shy about giving him any kind of guaranteed money. And even, even if he were that, to fit the Braves, no. I just – this is not the – Again, they're 40 games over 500 without Shohei, so it has nothing to do with him. To me, I don't want him. Um, besides, I don't think he wants to be here. I think, Vincent, that Shohei uh, really – there was a lot of discussion about uh, – late in the in that whole discussion about the Seattle Mariners. And the reason that Shohei would be really interested in the Seattle Mariners is that Seattle is by far the closest team to Tokyo in Major League Baseball. I mean, I, I don't know how far a flight it is. Somebody, you know, Garrett, you can look it up, 12 hours, 13 hours, whatever it is. It's not the 18 or 19 hours it is from Atlanta. So, I mean, and he wants to get home. So, uh, I think he's more interested in Seattle for that reason. Uh, as to Giannis, that's kind of where I was headed with the, what I just said, Vincent, when I said maybe it's about next offseason. Because Giannis mm-hmm. next offseason is due $52 million in a player option, okay? Player option with the Milwaukee Bucks, $52 million. Now, if the Milwaukee Bucks balk at that a little bit, they may seek to say to Giannis, hey, listen, do you want to go somewhere else? In which case, if I'm the Atlanta Hawks, I throw the kitchen sink at him. I go, 52? I got more than that. You know, so, I, I mean, that's what that's what I'm thinking is – that's the guy that's going to be – the Knicks started to, to make noise about him a little bit in this offseason, but then they had to back off it. But I think the bidding war for Giannis uh, at the end of this coming season is going to be enormous. Uh, what team, what Georgia team you would like to see win another championship or a championship? Well, I want to see the Falcons win a Super Bowl, Vincent. What about you? Thank you. All right. Thanks, Dan. Thanks for taking my call. I appreciate it. You know, I mean, yeah. There will never be retribution, or that's the wrong, wrong word. There will never be healing, okay? But a Super Bowl win would salve a lot of, a lot of the wound. That would womb would become more of a scar, you know. Four zero four seven two six zero nine two nine coming up at the top of the hour, the Bo Johnson experience, and it is an experience. No doubt about that. On Sports Radio ninety two, the game in the Odyssey app. You know, and Shohei, I, I just don't, I don't need him on the Braves. I just don't. And and by the way, you know, the idea that he would go to Seattle, so it, maybe it's closer for, what did you say, it's a nine-hour flight from Tokyo to Seattle? Is that right? Yeah, about nine you hours. You Garrett? Okay. You know, for his family to be able to come over and see him. I can understand how some of these uh, guys who are uh, from uh, you know, overseas, whether they're from Europe or you know, uh, or maybe Latin America, you know, they're playing baseball and basketball and or they're from Japan. They get homesick. I, I can understand that. I mean, picture yourself being a, you know, a, a great uh, soccer player and you're playing over in Germany and all that kind of stuff. It'd be really cool. Don't get me wrong. But at some point you'd be like, man, what I would give to go to the Waffle House, you know, <laughs> just got, go here, you know, 
American music, they're probably very American music over there. Uh, but just, you know, just a little comforts of home. As mentioned, it's going to be a very busy week, a news-filled week. First up will be the NFL from a national perspective. I mean, obviously, we're, we're focused on, you know, the Braves, uh, end of the tour championship today, and, and then the Braves uh, coming up uh, tonight at 7 o'clock with Jerry Schuster on the mound. And uh, then off to Colorado uh, to face the Rockies in three games. And then, of course, that huge, later in the week, that huge showdown with the Dodgers in L.A. Uh, and uh, we'll have Atlanta United in another big game now that they've got this new team and this new look and this new energy in a home game against the number one seed in the East on Wednesday night, FC Cincinnati. You win that game and suddenly things like, uh-oh, you know, I mean, it's already kind of bordering on, uh-oh, are they going to be able to make a run? Maybe. Uh, and, of course, you'll hear the uh, Atlanta United game with Mike and Jason on Sports Radio 92 on the game. That's Wednesday night. Tuesday, the national headlines Monday and Tuesday are going to be about – tomorrow and Tuesday are going to be about the NFL. Uh, Tuesday, the deadline is 4 p.m. for everybody to be down to the 53-man. And that's not just cuts. It's also potential trades, which is another thing we haven't really talked about. Could the Falcons be in the, uh, you know, in the, you know, the business of making a trade? Maybe they will be. The Colts have said – that star running back Jonathan Taylor has until the deadline Tuesday to work out a trade they like. Now, see, the Colts don't necessarily want to trade him, and so, but he don't want to play for the Colts, so the Colts say, well, if you want to trade, you're going to have to do it. So it's Jonathan Taylor's responsibility to find a partner and a deal. So he's got to have his agent call up teams and say, hey, listen, what would you get from my guy? The team is like, we're not going to be talking to anybody. You, you tell us. And then the agent calls the Colts and says, hey, you know, the Dolphins have offered this and this and this. And the, and the Colts to say, oh, okay, we'll take that. I mean, otherwise, the Colts are going to go, nah, I'm not interested. Uh, and the Colts are going to want more than what other teams have to offer. So the Colts are willing to wait this to the end you know, for Jonathan Taylor. We'll see how that kind of plays out. Uh, it turns out that Trey Lance being um, traded to the Dallas Cowboys is the single worst, most embarrassing, biggest flop of a draft day deal in history, and nothing comes close, okay? Because the San Francisco 49ers traded three first-round picks and a second-round pick to Miami for the right to draft Trey Lance, and then, after two abysmal, awful seasons, traded him to Dallas for a fourth-round pick. So they just traded... Three firsts and a second for a fourth-round pick. That's what they did. And to make matters worse, you want to know who Miami got with those picks in the Trey Lance deal? Well, they drafted Jalen Waddell. They drafted Channing Tindall. And they used the other picks in trades to get Bradley Chubb and Tyreek Hill. Stop and think of that for a moment. The 49ers end up with a fourth-round pick in this move. The Dolphins end up with Jalen Waddle, Channing uh, Tindall, Tyreek Hill, and Bradley Chubb. I, you, I, it, it would be like impossible to be worse than that, wouldn't it? I, I don't, I don't know how you could, how could you possibly? Oh my, God, that's awful! And that the 49ers are still relevant, at least for now. Wow. I have to say, uh, uh, Garrett, uh, it's always an experience doing you, uh, a show with you, but I, I've never done a show, and, and we have a chance to do a lot of shows together because we're doing college football game time starting next Saturday, aren't we? I guess so. Yes, John, we are. 
I, I, I did I lose you, Garrett? Hey, John. Sorry, See, I'm I was, at the Northern Studios. Yeah, I'm here. I was here in the studio. Would you say that one more time? Uh, no, I said you and I have a chance to work together starting next Saturday at 8 a.m. from 8 to noon with Abe on the new college football game time. Absolutely. No, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. I've been the uh, executive producer for the show for the last two years with um, the old crew, and now we get the new crew coming in here, and I'm, I'm really pumped. I mean, it's going to be just a ton of fun. Yeah, it's going to be a ton of fun. And, and college football is going to be really fun this season because I, I have a sense that the races are going to be pretty tight. Uh, it, you look at the Big Ten, for example, Garrett, and uh, you know people say it's a three-team race between Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State. It's going to be a four-team race. There will be another team. It could be Wisconsin, Wisconsin. It could be Illinois. It could be Maryland. It, there, there's a lot of teams that are kind of like in that next tier down, and one of them is probably going to catch fire. And it'll be interesting to see uh, what happens at the Big Ten. And in the SEC, uh, Georgia's clearly the favorite in the East. The question remains, is Alabama clearly the favorite in the West? And I don't mean that in any disrespect to Alabama's top five team and they can win the national title. It's just the West is obviously far deeper, at least on paper, than the East is so far, you know, as we look at it now. I mean, it may not work out that way. By the end of the year, we may be looking at the East and looking at Kentucky and Tennessee and South Carolina and Florida and saying, you know, those four – are every bit as good as LSU and uh, Auburn and Ole Miss and Arkansas or whatever they got in the West. Uh, that could be. I, I, I don't know. Uh, but this being the last year in the Big Ten and the last year in the SEC of divisions and being the last year of the four-team playoff, a lot of last going to happen this year. Uh, and it's going to be really a, a fascinating ride, and we got a little taste of it. USC as a national title contender – I don't know. Do you watch any of that game, Garrett? I saw the freshman, um, that wide receiver. He had the the receiving touchdown, seventy five yards, and then he had the that kick return for a touchdown. That was fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, USC's. Yeah. I mean, th- that defense. As long as as Lincoln Riley is allergic to putting together a good defense, I I think it's going to stop him from really competing at the highest level. Yeah, I I did too. I mean, that defense. San Jose State's not a bad team. But at the same time, I mean, they were kind of moving it up and down. Well, they're not a bad team. They're not a bad team. And and they're they're, they're not a bad team. They're a perfect example of somebody who thinks they see the name San Jose State and they assume that they're just going to get rolled and and they're they're just going to throw their helmet out there. No, like that's a that's a competent team. They're not a great team, but they're solid, you know, for for what they are. Uh, USC struggled with them a little bit more than I expected, but, you know, I think they're going to be fine. I mean, th- that offense is going to cook, but the Pac-12 is going to be a lot of yeah, fun. Yeah, Notre Dame looked really good. I mean, uh, I thought that uh, you know they look good in every facet. But then again, again, it's hard to tell because is Navy just butt awful? I mean, and Navy may just be butt awful. Uh, so, we'll, but we'll, it remains to be seen. Look again, I've said Notre Dame goes eleven and one. They make the playoff. That's a team that's uh, you know going to have a really uh, tough test. They do play USC. They do play Ohio State in a couple of weeks. They play. Uh, Clemson, you know, so I mean, they've got a, they they're going to get tested this year. Uh, Bo Johnson hanging around. Bo Johnson is hanging around. And, you know, I Bo, you and I have done a lot of things together over the years in the business. So one thing we've never done is a crossover to the Bo Johnson experience. We have never done a crossover to the Bo Johnson experience. This is rather exciting. Let's see how many times you can diss my uh, my the best city in the world, New Orleans, before uh, we get out here. I'm not going to diss the best city in the world because it's not the best city in the world. So you don't worry about that. Um, the um, LSU Tigers are going down. I know you and Mike Bell and a bunch of guys are going down there and uh, to Orlando to watch the game. This thing with 
with, with uh, Mason Smith. This, this thing is wrong, dude. This thing is just – it's I, – I can't – I am livid at the NCAA for this. Did I lose Bo? Did I lose you guys? No, no, you're here. You're here. Say that one more time. I think he just he just stepped I out for I'm... just a split second. Yeah, what, what, you're talking about LSU oh. and 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 everything with that, right? Yeah, I was just going to get both because he's an LSU fan. Um, I, I yeah, I, and I'm sorry. I apologize to the audience. I can't see these guys, so I mean, when you know, I'm not looking at them to see what they're coming in or out or what. I, I just assumed that they were there. Um, yeah, I just I, I talking right, about the here, NCAA suspending. Yeah, yeah, no, suspending your star defensive tackle for a game for an autograph session that happened pre. Look, man, I mean, this is, immunity. This is just really stupid. I want I one hundred percent agree. Obviously, um, it's time to do away with all this nonsense, and especially anything that has to do with an autograph for anything. Um, before NIL, after NIL, look, man, these kids are just trying to make a buck because they get nothing while they're in school. And kudos to them for doing it. If somebody wants to pay this man for an autograph, he should be able, he should have been able to do it a long time ago, like way pre-NIL. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. And this is such a huge game. Look at all the rest of the national title contenders. And LSU and FSU are both national title contenders, or at least they both believe they are. We both we believe that they are-ish. Nobody else is playing anybody, so you're going to take one of our best defensive players, put him on the bench for a game while we're playing another national title contender. This is an important game. You can suspend any starter for any of the other national title contenders, and they're all playing fluff teams in week one, so it wouldn't even really matter. You know, yeah, I mean, so. if if you were going to do it, I mean, I don't know who LSU plays in week two or week three. You know, if you, are you playing like a McNeese or somebody? I mean, you, if you wanted to suspend it for a game to make a point here, you probably could have picked a game, not not the opener game. I mean, it's just it, it is beyond ridiculous. It's one of the things that makes me wish and hope that the Big Ten and the SEC in the not too distant future, maybe after next season and we get through the 12-team playoff and we get through all the new changes that are happening, that those two leagues have a powwow somewhere in Indianapolis or Nashville and say, okay. We are going to lead the breakaway because th- th- this alone should, I mean, should be blanket immunity. Give Reggie Bush his Heisman back. Stop with this. And the NCAA is meddling in the game by something as just arbitrary and childish as a one-game suspension for a few hundred bucks for signing autographs Agreed. in a game of this magnitude. I just, it just really, I, it made me really angry to read that. At this point, the NCAA is more of a detriment to college football than it is a yes. benefactor or benefiter. Yeah. Get rid of them. Leave, right, leave, so what the, you got uh, coming up the show? Sports. Leave the smaller sports to them. Uh, lots of fantasy football talk, John. Like, so this is, this is draft season. This is both this weekend, next weekend are both one of two of the most exciting weekends for me of the entire year. Also two of the most stressful weekends for me of the entire year. Just wrapped up a fantasy football draft about 30 minutes ago. I have three more this evening. We're actually going to do a live draft of the 92-9 The Game Listener League starting at 5 o'clock live while I'm on the air. But um, not only that, man, I'm going to – a lot of fantasy football talk today. Um, I'm going to break down the tiers of every skill position and where they should be drafted, why they shouldn't be drafted in certain places. I'm going to tell you who you can reach for, who you should leave alone. It's going to be fun, man. Lots of fantasy football talk. A little bit of Braves, too. Yeah, no, it's great. I mean, and, and uh, I know that a lot of people get into this thing. I, I don't, you know, I, I explained to you why I don't play fantasy football. 
You've never actually explained because, that to me. I'd love to hear it. Okay, th- there's a reason. And the reason is is because uh, when you when I take one team and I refuse to put anybody from that team on my team, that's just not a recipe for good fantasy football drafting. No, it's not. You know now, what see, I mean? and, I, and I assume you're referring to, like, so the New Orleans Saints. You would never have any Saints on your fantasy football team because you don't want to have to root for them. Well, there's that. Plus, uh, you know, I – or any other team, team from the NFC South or any other no. team that you hate. So, look, so you don't necessarily have yeah. to root for that player or have to root for that team. You don't even have to watch the games. Just look at the uh, the box score the following morning and check your fantasy football app. I actually stay away from uh, teams if no, I no, can. No, 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 because the last game of the year is against the Swampers, and if, I, I, if I'm going to win the fantasy football league and I need, you know – Chris Olave to score a touchdown uh, to win well, the fantasy football league. I, I can't root for that. Generally speaking, the last week of the season is not even have doesn't even have any anything okay. to do with fantasy football because we usually wrap <laughs> okay. up in week seventeen. Week eighteen, you've got a bunch it of teams a- sitting players and a bunch of quarterbacks not playing because uh, you know divisions are wrapped up and whatnot. So we usually conclude fantasy football one week prior. So you'd be safe. But. Yeah, Bo Johnson experience still not going to happen. Bo Johnson experience and all you guys and gals that love to play fantasy, this is the man you need to talk to, and he's going to talk about it next. My thanks to Garrett Chapman, all of you that called in as we continue on uh, head to a huge week of college football, NFL news, and, of course, uh, Atlanta United and Braves on Sports Radio 90, the game in the Odyssey app. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.